Hello and welcome to episode 42 of Phil's Photography Journey podcast. I'm going to call this one busy, busy, busy because it's been like that, uh, which is why I've not really been in touch for a while. Um, This possibly won't ever be a weekly podcast, but I wanted to get to fortnightly, but it's just been so mad uh, and I will cover that as we go through the show. I've also decided that I should probably have a bit more discipline about how I put these together. So I got pencil and paper together and I'm going to go through roughly the structure as follows for each and every podcast going forward. There's a commitment for me. So I'm going to talk about the weather because I'm British and that's what we do. It won't be much of a weather report. Uh, A bit about the news, pandemic stuff typically. Uh... Then I'm going to go over client work that I've been doing. Then I'm going to go over anything that I've been working on that I've been learning about. And a kind of other, that's going to be a bit of a sundry uh, topic area. Because, but we're always learning, aren't we? This is my journey, my learning journey. Anyway, and um, then I'm going to talk a little bit about gear. And then I'm going to talk about what's coming up to kind of lead into the next show. So hopefully that format will work for people. So weather-wise, it's been a bit of an odd summer. We did have that great weather back in Easter time and early summer, and then it kind of went a bit odd. On Friday, we hit 34 degrees Celsius in this area, centigrade Celsius. Uh, In Fahrenheit, that's kind of quite hot, depending on where you are. And But it was one day like that. It did build up to it. So Thursday, Wednesday and Thursday, I was shooting and... Thursday it was shorts and flip-flops. I don't normally wear that for shooting, but I kind of had to. Uh, Friday I had a cancellation uh, in advance, just about. And uh, then it sort of calmed down a bit yesterday and then a bit further today. So it's quite pleasant. It is currently 22 degrees, partly cloudy. So there you go. That's the weather in Croydon right now, Sunday afternoon when I'm recording the podcast. So in the news... We've got this, I suppose, this weird phase at the moment where we're gradually exiting lockdown, but in many ways we're not because certain parts of the country where the data is showing that they need to kind of rein things in a bit, or like Leicester, they never actually fully came out of lockdown in the same way we did because they had some worrying numbers. So they've they've kind of, it's almost a bit, you go some ways and then you come back other ways. Uh, I like to think it's all done for the right reasons. It's still a bit crazy because you can never cover all of the scenarios for all of the people all of the time in all of their movements. Absolutely impossible. The government do get a fair amount of stick for that, but you know, no one's done it before. No one knows how to do it, and it's just it's just weird. It, you know, you just don't really know, and no wonder people kind of make it up themselves. But if you just follow what you should be doing around, you know, the hand washing, the social distancing, the uh, mask wearing, particularly in shops. Um, and I was very disappointed when I went into our local, it's a petrol station garage plus a Marks and Spencer's food store thing. And uh, I reckon about 60% of people weren't wearing a mask on Friday when it's against the law to not wear a mask in a 
space like that and I got a bit bit wound up by it. And conversely, the other week when we were on a train, it was quite well observed, but there's still the odd people. It's almost like people kind of have the mask in their hand and only if someone tuts or reacts, they'll put it on, which is complete madness. So, yeah, it's, you know, I think the trend on the numbers is certainly better. I know they're struggling still in some parts of America or many parts, southern states. And in other parts of the world, it's all coming back again. And they talk about this second wave. Well, surely the first wave's going to end if you're going to have a second wave. And uh, I don't think I've been hiding under a rock. It's just a wave. It's, it's a, as someone said on Facebook when I posted it the other day, it's like a Mexican wave. Um, sadly, it is. It just keeps going around and people getting up and down and... Um, they're not really smiling as they do it, though, uh, or waving their arms in the air. So the other thing is that there's restrictions that came in, I mean, quite quickly, I suppose. People who'd been holidaying in Spain uh, and the islands, they were told that when they come back, they're going to have to quarantine. And there was uproar. Um, you know, why weren't we given any notice? Well, I don't think it works like that. Um, what are you going to do? Say we've got some very alarming data that has just happened with a trend in the last, say, 48 hours. In two weeks' time, can you do something about it, please? Uh, that's not going to happen. It doesn't work like that. You have to react quickly. And actually, if you think about it, the way this government went in to the pandemic, they're probably going to be a bit like this or a lot like this as we try and get out of the pandemic. So we've got to expect the unexpected. Um I mean, how bad is going back into quarantine after your holiday, isn't it? Just what you would have been doing in lockdown if you can work at home. I don't know. But I, again, certain things, I, I try not to get too Mr. Angry on social media like Twitter. I did put a tweet out the other day and it got a little bit of traction. But basically what I was saying, as I've said many times, we're at war with this pandemic. Uh, it, you know, it's our enemy, COVID-19. So... If you think back to the Battle of Britain and the Blitz and all those sort of things, when people were defending their patch, trying to avoid getting stung by the enemy, to, for want of a better phrase, did they think, oh, let's just go off on our holidays? No, they didn't. Uh, they reacted to whatever was being told to them, and uh, hopefully, and tried to deal with things as best they could. So, you know... It's a massive risk. And I know some people had paid for holidays, therefore wanted to use them. So, again, you still take risk. But obviously, if the government puts out a warning and a restriction by the Foreign Office uh, about certain areas, then you're not going to have any holiday insurance. So, again, it's another factor to consider. So, we, from our perspective, I think we'd like to go away for maybe a, a weekend overnight, two or three days, whatever. But it's not going to be getting into a aeroplane when i when i see those uh, images on the news of people at airports and the signs and everything i can't think of anything i would want to do less until we've got some control over this you know either nationally um internationally or globally uh whatever uh, you know we're going to need to see some changes before we um sue and i start to go back on our travels which we miss dearly i mean you know we were fortunate we had a great holiday in Palmer, uh, then I went to Vegas, but and that was it. After that, it was all kind of big changes. And then today, in the news today, there was some big headline about the over fifties possibly being having to. Did I word that right? Anyway, possibly having to be under quarantine. I mean, that's a kind of well, 
it's meant to be blanket. Um, there's been a kind of over 70s thing at the moment in terms of vulnerabilities, but apparently, if you read into the actual article, which is only speculation, government haven't confirmed or denied it really, uh, but it's the story is basically saying that if you uh, are at a certain level of risk, so there's certain factors in your, I don't know, medical score, if such a thing exists, uh, then you will be asked to, you know, shield and quarantine and batten down the hatches or, or whatever else you have to do. So we will wait and see on that one. Uh, probably going to get something out soon. I, I'm sure these things are, are leaked you know, on purpose, but, you know, we'll see. Well, firstly, I'll explain. There might be the odd noise from a parakeet outside. <clears throat> this is our media room, warm room. Um, I've got the ceiling fan on, which is a gentle hum. As I say, noisy parakeets sometimes frequent the garden and the feeders. But uh, I, hopefully there's enough between me and the microphone and I'll try and fill in any uh, dead space uh, with uh, with talking or podcasting. So... That's weather and pandemic news. Client work. Uh, well, my client uh, opening for clients period has started really, really well. I've been absolutely delighted with it. Uh, so I, I originally had someone booked for the Monday, the first day of opening. Unfortunately, she came down with some illness and had to have a, um, a test for COVID. And whilst that was negative which is good uh she wasn't able to obviously meet the because of the timing of it all she wasn't able to meet the um the original booking date so she's since booked in and we've done a shoot and it's very successful so i'll talk about that shortly um but the first one was um a couple of young girls so a lady got in touch with me through my google ad and her daughters are both sort of do stage performing and a bit of music and stuff like that and they needed uh spotlight images via um, an agent request and that kind of thing so that went really well very pleased all smooth uh, and then my second one actually was on the weekend after that so this is still effectively the first week of me opening and I think it was about nine thirty on the Friday evening that the offer details the sign up to the offer came in that I'm running my ad and then I sent out the the details with the offer code uh, one hour later, he booked in for the following afternoon for the shoot. So basically, 9.30 on the Friday evening, I had the first indication of it. And at uh, 4 o'clock in Saturday afternoon, he's walked out with a virtual handshake, having had the shoot done. That was Professor Mike Hardy from the University of Commentary. Fascinating man. We got on really well. Great set of um, headshots. And, uh, yeah, so hopefully that will... Um, that was something that will will set, stand me in good stead because he was talking about some other use of images on licensing and that kind of thing going forward. So, yeah, that was good. Um, I'll cover a bit more about my next client because it was more video, but also did some some headshots as part of that. So yeah, then the um, Jess came along. So that was originally booked from who was originally booked from the first session. Um, did white backgrounds for Jess. Don't normally shoot white backgrounds very often, but went down really well. So, and uh, very pleased she ordered nine images from me. Thank you, Jess. So that, that was really great. Uh, Annie Hammond came along, uh, actor, and that was this Wednesday. Brilliant session. Did loads of different looks. 
Uh, and then I had Lucy Ailey Walker came in on Thursday, another actor. She's sort of choosing at the moment, narrowing down. Um, what I do in these sessions is to really have the complete opposite approach that many other photographers do uh, in terms of thinking it's the right thing to send 300 images out at the end of a shoot. So we review very regularly through the session, socially distanced, of course. Of course. Um, and then we will mark as we go things that we like uh, and delete things that we don't like. And then we'll have a kind of pass through at the end. So we'll revisit the ones that we favourited. And then we will go through the others and just say, are they going to be kill or ponder? Um, and it's that means that uh, my in terms of workflow at the end, I've got a manageable number. And actually the last thing that they do before they leave the session is to at least have a visual step through of all the images that are going to be then sent in a gallery. So then I send out the gallery, um, ask them to... I ask them to actually kind of do the favourites in a couple of stages, which is one to have a first pass, make a perhaps a biggish list, and then sleep on it, come back to it, and narrow it down um, so that they only get the ones they need. Because Spotlight, which is typically where actors' images go, they don't want a massive number on there. Uh, but of course you can always buy more and then just upload them at different times so so that was really good um i've been delighted with with the way the sessions have gone uh it's been really good for me it's been good for the clients already had some reviews back which is great to see as well um so yeah i feel that there's momentum in place now and that the advertising that i've done um and promotional offers that sort of stuff has uh started to pay off as well so really 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 pleased and added to the busy, busy, busy title. So, Veronica, we'd done the audio track, I think, before the last podcast for um, this video. It's about a six-minute video, and it's to do with uh, domestic violence and the charity that Veronica uh, supports. And this was about doing the filming that was going to overlay the um, the voice track. And so that was recorded using my Nikon Z6 and my Westcott lights, and that was done on the 22nd. And then we ended the day with some sort of headshots and also portrait type shots. Uh, so I've just got some edits to do those and then they should be on my um, uh, website and social media and that kind of thing fairly soon. Um, but the shoot went really well. It was a really kind of relaxed day, but very productive, long day. Um, really got good though. Uh, very, very pleased with it. So, And I've literally just completed the video uh, and sent that over to Veronica, so hopefully that'll be uploaded soon. Not sure if it's going to be YouTube or website or something. Um, so yeah, that was really good. And then I was also doing some editing for a piece of work that Sue's done as part of one of her acting classes, her lockdown classes, and that was a series of monologues. And I was collaborating with um, Anne-Sophie Marie Martin, who's in the group, and that was really good. We were to and fro in files and thank you, wetransfer.com. Uh, I mean, I, I know they have quite generous limits for sending files here and there, but I did pay up for the um, the full version, the, the unlimited or whatever it is, 20 gig in one upload, uh, one transfer maximum. So that's going to be more than I would need. And that's really, wetransfer has just been brilliant. So thank you very much. I mean, I'm saying thank you. I'm paying for the privilege, but it's well worth it. So yeah, that was that was the kind of work that I've been doing now, and I'll come on in a bit to work that's that's lined up. But learnt loads. Uh, 
it's really great to apply what you've learned. So I'd mentioned on at least one uh, podcast before about the um, Frono's photo guide to, to DSLR video and editing. And I just continually apply those learnings. I've actually done a bit of revisiting to those just to see if there's any bits that you miss, which actually was a tip when I got them. They said, he said, I think it was Todd said, play them and then go away and then play them again. Um, because like with anything, you always hear other things. So I've been delighted with what what I've learned and to actually have some real-world practice to be able to turn it around because I've done the the Passage Centre charity video edit as well recently. And it's um, that's really where the, the test of your learning comes out. You know, if you've got to produce something, and, and whilst, yeah, we could produce things at home, videos of stuff in the garden or going for a walk or something, but a client has got a piece of work that they've commissioned you to do, that's going to be the best test. It's going to sharpen your mind um, and really get you on focus to to produce the goods. So I've been really, really pleased with um, with the way that's gone. Uh, so that was where we are with learning another gear. Well, most of my four weeks or so, almost four weeks since the last podcast has been, you know, applying and using the gear. And uh, there was something that had been ordered that arrived I had to chase it a bit but it was a, a certain type of video head that I wanted to be able to mount my follow focus so these are products made by a company called Sackler S-A-C-H-T-L-E-R they make some very very high-end tripods I mean I'm talking two three thousand pounds and more um, but they've got this kind of lower end um, product what do, you, what do you call it it's a kind of bracket or whatever uh, Sackler Ace uh, so I've got a couple of their products. Follow Focus is amazing, really tight, works great. And this is something that I got on a, um, an eBay uh, good price deal recently. And yeah, now I can mount it and I can use it. And um, again, the more you use it, the more you understand it and the more you'd be able to use it better. So that was very pleasing. And I ordered a second Nikon Z6 plus adapter, plus a um, storage card, XQD card, and all was going well. I'd inquired from the company initially about their delivery time, uh, then placed the order uh, from E Infinity I've used them before. And usual thing, they confirm the order. They actually send you a picture of what they're dispatching with the label with your name and address on it, which is all very nice. Uh, got the tracking information. It had a date of the twenty third of July. It was DHL Express. It mentioned a waybill number. It mentioned Heathrow. Anyway, for a week, the tracking information wasn't added up. And I thought, well, you know, it could be something that's advanced and then the plane actually comes across from the Far East, but you know, it doesn't take that long. And so I emailed them and I said, look, nothing's happened on this tracking for a while. Should I be concerned? Uh, they're quite quick with their emails. I came back about a day later and said, yes. Um, yeah, we're going to have to cancel that order. We're really sorry. I mean, we can give you a complete refund or you can request another order. And I said, well, I'm going to do another order because obviously I want the product. More more about that shortly. Um, but I'm kind of disappointed. You know, what guarantees can you give me that it won't go missing again? I mean, pure speculation on my behalf, but people do get wise to what these things are, uh, even though they go into bigger boxes and things. So I reckon that that very camera kit uh, with my name on it is probably in someone else's possession now and I you know I hope they can track it through serial numbers and the like and 
somehow get their money back. But it's not my confidence a little bit. You know, I'd ordered products from them in the past, from them in the past, uh, lenses and things. Never had any issues. So I hope, please, that uh, all will be okay this time around. Um, they've sent the acknowledgement with the picture, but I've not had any tracking information just yet. I think I'll probably get that tomorrow or Tuesday, and then I'm going to be tracking that daily. And again, if I'm not seeing any movement, I probably won't leave it as long this time. But I'm going to say, guys, need to get your act together here. Um, because, you know, I think I've almost got a duty to notify other people that use the company via forums, maybe that sort of thing, just to bed a little bit carefully. Um, so why am I buying yet another camera body? Well, I'm buying it because I've now completely invested into the Nikon Z6 mirrorless camera. Uh, I found nothing in my photography and videography that it can't do that I want it to do. So, and I did find when I did the still shoot for Sue's show back in March, just pre-lockdown, that you do get the whole muscle memory, finger memory, eye memory almost from using one camera body. And when I was going back to the, to the D850, it just felt heavy, cumbersome, and of course I've got used to the electronic uh, viewfinder where you get a pretty good indication that that's the image you're going to capture in what you're looking through. And I thought, well, I'm going to get a good price for the D850. They hold their value well. So I will order the Z6, obviously not sell the D850 until I need to, um, and then kind of go from there. So, And I ordered another adapter so I, I can actually leave adapters on a couple of non-native lenses for the Z6, Z6 uh, in my bag and then they're just ready to go to put straight onto either body although typically I'll be using the if I'm doing like a still shoot again um, you know the 2470 2.8 is going to be on there but I've still got the 28 the 70 to 200 2.8 that will be adapted um, and then that will be my kind of second you know, longer reach camera in uh, in that still scenario. Actually, on that point, so I've got a teleconverter that works with that, and it works adapted from what I can see and what I tried, a 1.7 times converter. And I bought it secondhand with great condition. I mean, I can't remember. It might have been a couple of hundred pounds, something like that. So they bought out teleconverters for the Z series of cameras, and... I think they're in the 500-odd-pound region, which is mad. And they can only work with one lens so far, and that's a lens that's been available for months but not actually uh, issued yet. Some people have actually ordered them, possibly, probably paid for them, and we're talking about two-and-a-half-grand lens or whatever here, I think-ish. Um, so where, why am I talking about that? Well, I want to get the 70-200, to 200, uh, 2.8 for the S camera and that's all fine but actually if I needed extra extra reach and you wanted to use my teleconverter then I really don't want to spend 500 pound for a new one so I may actually end up having two 70 to 200s just for that very reason we'll see I don't know I'm playing around um, so another part of my master plan was to sell said D850 when eBay do their £1 maximum selling fees promotion, which it seems that they're now doing every two weeks. Um, 
So sounds good, doesn't it? Use you know why why pay extra to sell something when you can get a special deal that is about every two weeks? So I did little reminders on my Apple Reminders app, and I looked this this weekend. So on Friday, which is it's only on a Friday because they do it over the Friday to Monday period, and I saw that there was a special deal. Although it's three pounds now, um, I'm expecting that it's going to be three pounds going forward. So a little frustrating that I didn't get my D850 or I didn't get my Z6 so that I could sell my D850. I really hope you're keeping up. Um, but I decided to just sell some other stuff on eBay. So I'm selling my Godox AD600 Pro 2 flashes, uh, strobes that I don't use anymore since I got the flex kit. I'm also selling a case for them. And I'm selling something else, can't remember. Uh, oh yeah, a continuous lighting kit which is using sort of screwing bulbs um, life of photo so it's a quite a cheap kit but it all comes in the box so I'm putting that up on eBay for a week see what happens um, I mean I did have a very cheeky offer came in so I've upped the level of the minimum offer that I would accept and also someone emailed me about another offer for, for the case and that was well below the offers that I've that I've structured into the system so all being well in two weeks time there'll be another eBay offer I will have received my Z6 I hope and I will be able to sell the D850 and have a bit of money in the bank plus also hopefully selling the other items um, that should look good so yeah eBay um, oh they've had some weird and wonderful things with eBay where you tell you tell eBay you're selling two of these items and it only puts one in there and so I actually typed out my advert again and then saw that there's an option if you look on the computer version to actually duplicate the listing um so a bit weird there's there's differences between the eBay offering on computer and app I mean they're not the only company that would do that no one has exactly the same offering in most cases on the two um but also there was some very weird behaviour because it wasn't always syncing when I was updating draft ads and stuff like that. So, yeah, eBay, you've kind of let me down a bit this weekend. Uh, the air was a little blue uh, when I was going through my um, eBaying. And I've actually just found there was there were three items, cheapish items, that didn't sell when I was doing my selling flurry earlier in the year when I made the schoolboy error of not looking for the, uh, the listing offer then. Um, but... Uh, I will probably sell those because I've got till tomorrow or something to take advantage of the cheaper fees. So, uh, more to add to my listing, probably after recording this podcast and uh, putting it live. So, that's gear. A um, bit confusing unless you've stayed, stayed very close to everything I've been saying. Uh, what's coming up? Well, client shoot planned for Friday. Uh, client shoot also in the diary for the middle of August these are uh, headshots I think one's an actor definitely and one's a kind of LinkedIn definitely Uh, I changed my intake form information on the booking system to sort of capture that so I'm more prepared Uh, again you learn as you go that's all part of the fun or refine your product offering as you go and got a couple of videos to shoot i mean they're mainly for sue they're kind of short cookery videos and we're not going to do they won't be as long as well they won't be as short as my cup of tea one uh they won't be as long as the baking a victoria sandwich one uh, but they'll be quite short what we're going to do is kind of 
if it's obvious that you're going to be weighing ingredients and stuff, it'll be a picture, a slide. Um, but if it's something that might benefit from there being a bit of instruction, then Sue will give that instruction to camera and I'll have camera on what she's doing with her hands on the ingredients. So I think we've just got a couple of baking things to do there. So it's, it's going to be quite manageable. And other than that, I'm still pushing with my marketing. Um, I mean, it's good that when, when you get traction from that, and I'll feel great. Um, so that can happen at any time, of course. So I'm hopeful of things coming in there. I mean, a couple of my clients I got from reaching out directly to acting agencies, uh, and the co-ops in particular were were good for that perspective. So, um, yeah, plus, you know, posting stuff online is, is good. That's where people pick up on what you're doing and, and hopefully react in the right way too. So I've been... I have been very busy. Um, you know, we've been getting client work coming in, paid work on the video side, which is something I'd, I mean, I didn't have a roadmap for it, but it's good that it's happening. And it will be nice to see that increase because that can always supplement the headshot stuff. Uh, but also, you know, getting to a rhythm with the headshots has been cool as well. So um, all in all, happy bunny. And uh a quick shout out actually to the guys on the other side of the pond who've been doing the the 10,000 headshots um, activity. Did I say? It was 10,000 headshots. Um, for the unemployed in the States across really all of America, you, there was all a, a combination of booking system, image delivery system, property booking for the actual events to take place. But yeah, guys in the headshot crew did a sterling job there. Um, and they should feel very proud of what they achieved because it was, uh, from what I've seen online, the postings, it's been great, good PR, good brand of awareness as well. Um, so, I mean, my offer that I've been doing over here is my bit, doing my bit to uh, to help out those who, uh, who might need a bit of help. Um, information on my website. Anyway, so I will sign off here. This was a, a healthy half-hour catch-up. Uh, it's um, it's been good good to get back into the rhythm of doing my podcast again, and uh, I hope you're all staying safe, looking after yourselves, following the guidelines, and um, and hopefully work's picking up. I'm, I am hearing in different industries that that is the case, uh, so hopefully people have either got a bit more traction because things have been you know, some of the restrictions have been lifted, and or there's been a way that we're working with some restrictions in place that we can still get out and do our jobs. So uh, hopefully that will be a sign of good things to come. But um, I will sign off now. There's been episode 42 of Phil's Photography Journey podcast. Speak soon.